This episode of Cast the Crazy is brought to you by... We have just a few reasons why you should pick up a copy of this Nearly My Toilet, book number three, I Chihuahua, today. What's up, George? What's going on in the House of Craze tonight? In the House of Craze, we have a very special guest. He's been time. Price. He's got a book called Bigfoot Knows Karate, issue number two. That's coming up next. Let's get it. <laughs> Show for independence all around, giving you a platform to spread your word all over town. Cast the craze is the place to promote to your fans with the dream of Medina and Sam the Crazy Man. Subscribe to our show and never miss an episode. It's time to get your mans, listen to us on the go. Updated every week, we never miss a day. Join the squad, come on in. It's time to cast the craze. If you are an independent, cast the craze. Making moves on your own, cast the craze. On your grind in the streets, cast the craze. Join the movement. Catch the craze. Yeah, George, we did it again. Come on now. Now you want to do it. Catch the craze. Welcome to Catch the Crazy Podcast. I'm your host with the most the crazy man, Vera, and I am with George the Dreamer Medina. What's happening, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Catch the Craze. Michael San Martino, let's go. Yes, it is Tuesday, October 4th, and we are live with a very special guest. We are celebrating our crazy anniversary. Which is which is something he coined. I'm 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 not even gonna take credit, it's although he anniversary bequeathed it to us. Did you hear him say that before we came on? That was amazing. He bequeathed it. I didn't know. I thought he sneezed. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, but yeah, so he we're gonna be talking to him soon. But if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the channel. Subscribe Give us a comment below. Do all those fun things. Help us spread the word about yes. catch the craze. We're Have you heard? A thousand. It's been a long road. Yes, it's a long road yes, it's been when you're yeah. all alone. <laughs> indeed, <laughs> indeed it is. So, yeah, so we are going to be talking to Dan. Dan's been on the show a few times, man. He's been on the show. Yeah, he's another, ago, he's another, ago. you know, closet walker. You know, he's, yeah. right, he's right out the window. He's like this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, listen, episode 316. <laughs> Check it out. Episode 316. 316, yes. He was on with Casey Allen, his uh, co-writer uh, of the book. Bigfoot knows karate. They were back on the show uh, again on March 15th, 2022, earlier this year. Word. Episode 399, right before our 400th episode, they came on the show. And they were also on uh, on the show before that. They were promoting um, another, uh, the other book that they had. They had the Halloween special that they had. Um, That's right. The latex man, Halloween. Was it? Yeah, it was like a Halloween special. Yeah, yeah. 
so they were on the show for that so yeah so dan's been on the show he we know dan we're not going to ask him the questions tell us a little bit about yourself blah 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 we're going to be asking those questions we're going to get right down to the nitty-gritty i'm, I'm gonna have him i'm gonna have him put bequeathed in a sentence <laughs> yeah <laughs> give us the, the the origin of the word so we can see yeah. we can spell it um so yeah so we're going to be talking to him about um the book issue number one obviously came out huge success uh great book beautifully illustrated all with i love i love the the palette i love the style yes. i love everything about the book yes and all he did was use this one finger and a mouse so the, the dude is gifted the man knows what he's doing that so scratchy gonna finger? easy we're going to be talking to him <laughs> We're gonna be talking to him about that. But before we get to dance, Sam, we got some business to take care of. Taking care of business yes. every day. Yes, yeah, we're. I know you gotta. I gotta control that. So stop, Sam. Yeah, my my therapist said I can't break into show tunes anymore. But, yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Listen, big shout out to everybody watching right now. If you're in the chat, let us know that you're on. Say what's up. Say hello. We'll shout you out yes. here on the show. Thank what's you up for joining that? us tonight. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, we're talking about dude, Darius Uranius. Um, Judy, the nail in my toilet, book number three, currently on Kickstarter. And um, um, this one is, is, is awesome. Duty's finally got out of the woods, he's finally made it into a house. He found a place of refuge where he thinks that he's safe, but he encounters a chihuahua named Herman who thinks that Duty's a talking jalapeno. And dude, and Herman has to get the intruder, and he's tearing the house apart to find this talking jalapeno. and and the the owners of the house think that the chihuahua is going crazy because he keeps tearing things up. And uh, the government is hot on duty's trail. They found the UFO. They found the crash site. So uh, all all worlds are closing in on duty. And so he has to figure out a game plan and survive this new episode of Disneyland in My Toilet. Book three on Kickstarter. And this is the biggest one yet. I mean, this is not just Disneyland in My Toilet book three, but also because Halloween was around the corner, I wanted to do a monster special. And so there is also Duty's Monsters on Planet Cthulhu. So if you're a fan of Frankenstein and Dracula, the mummy, you know, um, and the werewolf and Cthulhu, um, you'll love this because it has aliens, it has humor, it has all your your favorite monsters. And Duty goes on another adventure to the Outer Rim to chase this mythical creature that he's heard of that's making people from his planet disappear and Duty's not equipped to handle what he's about to get himself into. So this is another full adventure that um, Duty's going into. And then, lastly, for Wait, hold on, hold on. before you go, let, let's let's give them let's give it to them in layers. Let's layers. Take our time. Let's take our time with this one. Want to bake the cake? This is, this is our show, so you have time to kind of dive into each one little because you have three different stories. We know I have that. Yes, I got much. Yes. And we got different age groups going on. There's an alien in my toilet. There's a lot of meat on that bone, right? Stop this looking. is this is the main story. So the main story is nearly my toilet. Twelve issues. This is issue number three. Trace like Sam said yes. He's in the house. Meet Herman. There's uh uh you know an agency that's after him. You know yes. what I mean. And then you know we also meet the dad. We need we meet more of the dad and Bobby, who's Bobby a little boy, fun. right? So that part of the story, Sam. So that that with as far as duty goes, this is. Uh, I guess still an old ages book, but there's a lot of meat. Like I said, there's a lot of meat on that bone. So you have a lot of things that are you're trying, you're starting to open up to the agencies and all that other stuff. Yes, there's a lot of characters in this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so some of these tell us about some of these characters. I, I know that you said there's an agency. What's the name of the agency? 
the agency is the um, extraterrestrial um, task force. They're basically led by John Doe, Agent Doe. John and, Doe. <laughs> yes. And he's a mysterious figure. Um, and basically, he's in charge of the unit that's tracking the UFO down. So um, they're hiding its trail. Um, Bobby is the son of the dad. Um, I use I use, I say the dad because I'm really highlighting Bobby and Herman. And uh, so Bobby is the young boy. The the book starts off with you know you see the 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 um, the sample pages with uh, Bobby playing Frogger. This is at the same time, Duty's trying to cross the street. Right. So uh, and so I, I I thought that would be a great way to demonstrate Duty's trying to get out of the woods and get into the house. He has to cross the street, active traffic way. So and Bobby plays a pivotal role in this whole um series because um eventually he starts seeing things you know it starts off with herman then it trickles down to bobby and the father thinks that everybody in his house is crazy and uh and it goes from there so i don't want to give too much away from this book yeah, but no, it's um, good it's good and, and for those who picked up issue number two obviously you know how that one ended and that's where this one kind of picks up so it's very i mean it's obviously episodic yes it's 12 issues every you know something happens in every episode and and i like the way you are kind of uncovering all of these characters that if you guys picked up the, um, I think in your last campaign, the you, guidebook. Had, um, you had a guidebook, right? So this is where you can use that guidebook and yes. you're going to start discovering all the different characters. So you definitely want to pick up this book, if for anything else, just to see what other characters Sam's starting to unlock. It's almost like a video game. You're unlocking different characters with, with each campaign. Yeah. So this campaign, you're going you're gonna to be introduced to a few of those characters that are inside of, of that, of the... Um, of that book of the, what do you call it? The, uh, the guidebook, the guidebook. Yes. Right. The guidebook. Now, let me ask you a question, Sam. If you don't have a guidebook, can you get a guidebook in this case? Yes, it's available as an add-on. So the guidebook, the activity book, the coloring book, everything's available on the add-ons. Um, so everything, every campaign, everything from the previous campaign will be available in, in add-ons. Got it. Yeah. 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 So there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff in there. And then obviously, and then we'll go to this other one, which is, you know, uh, the Cthulhu story that you yeah. have, you know, duty somehow gets into these adventures, dude. He ends up in, 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 a, in a Cthulhu story, which <laughs> is kind of interesting, right? Because you don't expect it. So no. where did that come from? Like, so, so what's going on with duty here? Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Well, I started, you know, if you watched any of my live drawing streams, I draw duty on a lot of different characters, right? So he takes on all these personalities because that's his safe haven. His imagination is his safe space because in reality, he's always taking a licking um, and his imagination allows him to be the victor instead of the ones always being defeated. And so he's become Frankenstein. He's become Dracula. Um, so I wanted to do a monster sh uh, uh, comic with duty and, and Halloween was around the corner. So I started writing it and, it, and, and Cthulhu came about. And I said, you know what? How about do these monsters against Cthulhu? So like villain versus villain. And, and I was like, you know, how does this work out? And then so I had to do some, you know, some research on Cthulhu. And then I said, all right, tie his, um, his whole mythos into what's happening now with duty and then the, the, the plot just came in you know duty sitting it starts off with duty sitting in class and there's a there's a there's a sample page on the kickstarter and he's pondering you know his life and he's bored and he wants to go on another adventure and his buddy cheeks is like judy you just came back from earth you know and then um then he told him about you know a bunch of military figures that disappeared in the outer rim and the only message that came back to base was the word cthulhu 
And Cheeks knows this because his father is the general of Uranus's army. So he overheard his father talking about this. So he tells Duty, and Duty's like, that's the adventure I want to go on. I'm going after this. He doesn't even know how to pronounce his name. Yeah, so he, yeah. he he stumbles across his name multiple times. So he heads off, you know, half-witted across the galaxy to the outer rim, not knowing what he's about to get himself into. And um, and so a series of events um, take place, and there's a lot of characters involved. You're going to meet uh, General Goatee. You're going to meet Cheeks. You're going to meet the three Ds, Dee Dee, Dottie, and Daisy. Um yeah, and there's some cameos, so it's really yeah. cool. Yeah, General Goatee, if I, if memory serves me correct, I think he's introduced in issue number four in the in the uh, yes in, in the in the original book. I think you meet him uh, next <laughs> issue. Yeah, <laughs> he's coming in future issues. There will be a character named. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 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 you know, Mike has been MIA for a little bit, but he's back with some dingers. Good they stuff. Let, they let him out to play tonight. Good stuff. Uh -oh. um, no, dude. So, so chronologically, it's there's an alien in my toilet, and then so obviously he's in high school now. So this yeah. that story takes place years after he has come back from Earth. yeah, okay. yeah. And then you go back to his oh, back in time. Yeah, back to when he's a little, 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 little alien. Yes. Um, in the next book that you have that you were about to talk about. So talk to me about that book in two minutes. Duty's Adventures, right? Yeah. So, you know, this is little Duty growing up on Uranus and he's on his way to school and he has to deal with a, a school bully. So how else do you confront the school bully? Um, you become a superhero. So that's what happens. In Duty's imagination, he becomes super duty and he has to um, go up against the diabolical egomaniac overlord nemesis Poo Poo. And uh, so that's where the story takes place. And you find out, does duty stop um, Poo Poo? So now <clears throat> what's great about this one is, you know, it's for ages four and up. What's great about this young children's book is that every page turn, there's an interactive page. So you have this the, the, on the right hand side, you have the story. And on the left-hand side, you have a multiple choice questions where the parent or guardian can um, can um, play with the child and read and, and have and see if the child is paying attention. And, and it's funny and it's fun. It's very interactive. And then there's six additional pages at the end of the book, three pages for the child to write out their own ending and how they would like to have seen it end, and three additional pages for them to draw out their own characters and, and feel like they're part of Duty's world. So it's very interactive, very educational, it's very fun, it's, it, and it still has that sense of humor that Duty has. Um, so there's something for all, every level and every age group. Yes, so um, you're not too cool to laugh, and this will definitely make you laugh. Yeah, no, and listen, big shout out to the, to the two people who have pledged since we were on the air because he's up to 42. Now, listen, let me tell you something. Just a little oh, wow. I didn't before know. we bring in Dan, because Dan's coming in in just a, yes. just a few minutes. But before we get him in, I want to tell you guys this. Sammy has uh, some giveaways, okay? Every 25 backers, we're all getting a print, okay? So now, we're at 42. That means that eight more, eight more of you have to pledge for us to get another freebie so every 25 backers we're getting a freebie which means if you know somebody your neighbor your uncle your aunt dog walker down the block tell them about the book tell them that it's on kickstarter right now have them sign up pledge to the campaign we get to 50 hopefully by the end of this show and listen we're getting another print anyway yeah. that, that's what we got that's what we got that's the that's the uh that's the whole shebang on the uh the duty story. There's an alien in my toilet. Make sure you check that out. Please uh, pledge to the campaign. If you're watching and you haven't done so yet, check that out. 
Uh, yes. But without further ado, this, this is. I just want to show the. Oh, oh, we got more. I just pulled it up. Um, so this is the actual um, print, the digital print that will be unlocked. It's Duty um, writing a beast, and so that's going to be available. And uh, I do want to announce that um, JD Rosario added to. If we get to seventy-five backers. You, um, he added his book to the mix. So you not only get the Oswald Chronicles number one by J.D. Calderon and Tall Tales by J.D. Calderon and Daphne Lage. And um, um, what's, uh, what was the other book? What? Tall, Tall Tales. Eagle Raven. Eagle Ravens by Daphne Lage. You also get, um, I just posted it up there. Hold on. Jesus Christ, Sam. We're, we're cutting into. And uh, you get Storm Chasers by J.D. Calderon. So you're getting four digital downloads. Stop acting up. Four digital downloads. If, you know, if you are thirty five backers. So um, thank you. Shout out to J.D. Cal Oops. Nope. Not yet. <laughs> J.D. Rosario. I almost shut us down. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I almost shut us down. That's all I know. But without further ado, yeah. you know, um, you know, I grew up watching Kung Fu Flicks on Saturday, uh, three o'clock in the afternoon. Me and my buddies ran home, watched it, then came out with our nunchucks and our uh, Chinese slippers on, and we thought yes. we were ninja. Chinese so we're gonna bring up the guy that is bringing you Bigfoot, who knows karate. Yeah. What's up, Dan? Dan Price. Yeah, you're muted, Dean. You're muted. You got the mute button on. Oh, well, there he goes. He's done it again, kids. What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? I'm going to bequeath you my uh, my oh. mute button. All right. So, what that means is when somebody dies, that's something that is being left to you, okay? Like in a will. That's what that means. So, there you go. There you go. There you go. I was just listening to you guys earlier. So, uh, while, while y'all were doing your thing, I'm listening to y'all talking about that so anyway oh, i looked it up to make sure i got it completely right too so <laughs> D, welcome, <laughs> back. welcome back my brother welcome back to the show thank you welcome for coming back, out. we appreciate Mr. you Kata, now listen <laughs> it's in the year that sam has moved to texas i i realized that there are a lot of uh there's a lot of talent out in texas but we, we you, we've met a few you yeah. are uh, texan uh creators and and you're one of them Dean. you 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 live out in, in texas now yep. I do know that your family's originally from England, right? You're, you're, you're yeah, my 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 parent my parents are yeah. So yeah. Um, awesome. So, but I've been here in Texas. I was born in Texas. Speaking of Texas artists who are from England, Lou Pons is a, really? a Texas artist. Of oh, thank you very much, Lou. You're looking marvelous yourself. Uh, <laughs> she is from uh, she's from England. Uh, she and she lives here in Austin. Uh, she's a local Austin awesome. artist. She's uh, we've worked together on some things and. She's fantastic. But yes, Austin, Texas, whatever amazing yeah, uh, indie dude. creators out here. There's, uh, you know, the Dallas area where Sam's out of. And, you know, here in Austin, I mean, we hopefully soon, Sam, this is something you might appreciate. There's talk about Staple, the Independent Media Expo coming back uh, to Austin. It was, you know, been gone since the pandemic. And so the uh, creator, uh, the uh, uh, promoter of that show talking about now bringing it back up so as soon Amazing. as i know you'll know because this is a show you want to be at i mean wow. seriously indie creators always say it's the best show in texas so awesome. um yeah so then that's that's austin to a t i mean there's just indie creators everywhere we're uh you know i was with you guys over the summer uh with uh, drew edwards and paulo hernandez when we were doing the uh Halloween man meets latex Avenger crossover. Yes. Yep. And yep. you know, here in Austin, there's so many creators. 
I had a signing at Dragon's Lair uh, on the north side of Austin on um, Saturday. And afterwards, a bunch of creators, Robert Garcia from Retribution. Y'all know oh, Robert. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was there. Uh, Drew Edwards from Halloween Man, myself. Uh, Christopher Speck, uh, we all went out to dinner afterwards and just That's had awesome. a great evening. And I mean, it was just a lot of fun. Although I won't go to that burger place again. I've given it three <laughs> shots. Hop Dottie, it's off my list. Okay. So. You, you know, and that and that's the beauty of, of the community when it works the way it's supposed to work, right? Yeah. You meet, you, you, you collaborate, you guys discuss ideas and you push each other to create some more, because yeah. I'm sure after that, I'm sure you were home and you were pumped to just create more stuff just because the juices are flowing at that point. No, I'd been working since five o'clock that morning on <laughs> Big Quit and Kickstarter and all that. No, I came home, I went to bed. Uh, <laughs> man, I, I'm an early riser, dude. I get up at like, you know, five o'clock and start doing this type of thing, you know, so, you know, 5.30, that kind of thing. I'll get up, you know, so. No, man, about 11 midnight, I'm ready for, I'm ready, I'm out, I'm done. You know, did, you do, did you do Comic Palooza? I did, I did do Comic Palooza. I went down there with Robert from Retribution. Uh, we shared a table down there and uh, got to hang out with Mark from Lesser Known Comics. He was oh, in sure. town from that. Okay, and nice. uh, yeah, and Ray from uh, Tank McGregor, he was there. All of us mm -hmm. went out for dinner uh, one night uh, with Kevin Garcia, who used to work for Marvel and he's done some other things, good guy. Uh, we all went to dinner at my favorite taqueria in Houston. Uh, I've been eating there since I was 10 years old. And it's, I want to be, I, I've told my kids, just scatter my ashes there. I mean, that's just where, that's where Dan needs to go. Um, and so we all went to dinner and had a great night and then went, did the hotel bar thing for a while and, you know, just enjoyed the evening with everybody. It was a good time. So um, I like to make it social, man. If I'm going to be hanging out with my comic book people, like, like well, let's go get some dinner. Let's enjoy this. You know, yeah, and it's more yeah. than just hanging out in a convention center all day, you know, let's, let's hang. So that's probably the best part. That's probably the best. Oh, part. So I agree. All, <laughs> the really good, all the good business takes place in the hotel lobby bar. I'm telling right. you all the right. good business takes yeah, place no, in the right. hotel lobby bar. Yeah. Right. Um, right. We're doing, I'm going to Baltimore comic-con at the end of the month. Hmm. And uh, there's probably about, I don't know, like 15 people that I know from Instagram that are going to be at that convention. And so we're arranging a dinner on the Friday night, you know, and just somewhere close to the convention center and just go have a good time and go get some food, go grab some drinks and yeah. just have some fun. That's a great show, uh, Dan, that uh, Baltimore, I was there last year, just as a, just as a spectator, dude. And that was Tell like me you're scared. coming this year. I won't be there this year. But actually it's funny because one of the guys that's on the, on the chat right now, Michael San Martino, he also hey, has Michael. a book called Technogods and he'll be at the show. So look out for oh, him. Oh, right on, man. Yeah, Come find yeah. me. We'll go good. Come to dinner with all of us. There's a there ton of us going to be there. So yeah, yeah, nice, really Michael. Cool. Nice. Yeah. There he is. There he is. But yeah, so, so Dan, we know Casey tonight. He's the, yeah. he's the co-writer of the book. Um, yep. And although we've had you here for a, a few times, just tell us a little bit about about not not you because we know you're 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 the writer, you're the artist. You mm -hmm. write, you're, listen, the most interesting thing you drawing with your finger is just <laughs> out of control. We'll talk a little bit about that. But um, just tell us a little bit about about the book itself because I want to talk about the book. I want to dive into that into that sure. into, into your stories. Tell us what what Bigfoot knows karate is, man. All right, so uh, Bigfoot knows karate is the story of a gentle yet deadly cryptid warrior who uh, lives in a world where anyone can be the hunter and anyone can be the prey at any given time. That was my kind of my pitch line for the first issue. Kind of think of it like Godzilla versus Kong meets Kill Bill with a twist of Lost. 
Okay, you know, because and I throw that twist of lost in at the end because I think that the beginning of the book and the end of the beginning of issue one and the end of issue one, uh, you know, when you go from the first page down to end of page 30, you're asking a lot of questions. <laughs> and awesome. that was that was very much, very much by design. We um, you know, we sold the first issue like a smash em up, like it was just gonna be a slug fest, punch them up between a Bigfoot and a Cthulhu, uh, you know, Kung Fu Thulu. And, uh, you know, that's how we really kind of pitched it. Um, but the whole time Casey and I are kind of smiling at each other during podcast interviews because we knew what was really coming down the pipe, you know, because it ended up being a much more in-depth story. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't want to say too much for people who haven't read the first issue, but if you haven't, you know, at the same time, it's on Global Comics for free, guys. Go to globalcomics.com, look, look at Bigfoot Knows Karate, number one, and you can go read that for free. Uh, in fact think is tomorrow that it's going to the first three pages of number two will be up on global for as a little preview for people to check out so nice. i have it scheduled i think it goes tomorrow evening um so anyway yeah so we we meet this bigfoot and he's uh he's alone and you know if you were the only one of your kind and no one knew you and nobody believed in you and you've never had any sort of relationship with anyone or anything what would that do to your psyche? What would that do to your soul? This is a very lonely guy who, you know, we're, we're just starting to kind of peel back that layer of the, of the onion about him. But um, he has this moment in the comic where he has, where he has a, uh, where he has a moment with a bunny rabbit and the, the bunny and he lock eyes on each other. And it becomes this, uh, this moment where he, he feels like acceptance for the very first time in probably a long time. And then he gets shot. Yeah. So, uh, and these hunters are hunting a rabbit, not him, because you can't see Bigfoot. Like, my attitude is, if nobody's ever seen Bigfoot, can you see Bigfoot? Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so, we, but, you know, it's more than just invisibility. It's more like he will move, he will move through planes of reality when you're, he's not visible. And we play with, there's, so, it, it's a very layered story. And it you is, get a dude. lot of stuff going on in issue one, you know? It yeah, is, I mean. It is. You know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. And Bigfoot, definitely, Benia, I think, as you call him in there, um, definitely has that, that Frankenstein vibe, you know, like that, you know, the monster, in other words, you know, yeah, he just he just wants to be accepted. You know, he's a gentle sure. giant. When when you first meet him, and, and and that scene that you're talking about at the beginning with the bunny, I'm like, oh, this bunny's gonna get it. Like, you <laughs> right. know, it's over for this bunny. He's so <laughs> cute too. You like the way the first page is laid out. You know, you it leads you, and I think that that's part of like what attracted me to the book is every page turns something different going on. Something, yeah. something right. It's not what you expect. Right. And I think that that's what draws you in to the story itself. Um, and, and I know you guys have spoken about pacing in, in, in prior um, interviews and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. I, I just kind of want to know what what inspires your I guess your your style of writing. Is it TV? Is it movies? Is it like where do you kind of get that, you know, kind of moving the story along the beats and all that other stuff? So I would, I mean, like, and I would, I can't speak for Casey, although I think I'm going to go from the, he's from the literary standpoint, you know, I would guess, you know, but I, I think he pulls from movies as well. For me, I'm definitely movies. Mm -hmm. uh, I look at uh, comic books as a, as a cinematic, you know, it's, it's, it's a movie that hasn't been made yet. 
Right. That's how I feel about a comic book. It, it could be easily, or an animation, you know what right. I mean? It could easily translate to those things. Because in the end of the day, comic book is just like, you know, storyboarding to a degree. That's what and right. so I tend to look at, like, especially with Bigfoot Knows Karate, I, I tend to look at it like uh, from that cinematic level, we started off very small in that first issue. And by the end of it, the whole story had gone off, you know, wide and on its side with the Cthulhu, you know, the Kung Fu th- fighting Cthulhu and the, all the, uh, all the craziness that's been going on with that. Um, and then, you know, this mysterious group shows up after the big battle between the cryptids is over, you know, we've, um, and I think that that really threw everybody off. I, I, you know, that was kind of the goal anyway. We wanted that to come out of left field and these characters, you know, there's this mysterious character in black with, uh, with tentacles and, uh, you know, who just has his way with Bigfoot, you know, I mean, just, just too powerful, too much. And we're left with so many questions. And so the second issue really kind of picks up not far off after the, after the first one. And now you've gone from this character who has no one and has never been accepted by anyone. And he's now completely surrounded by enemies. Yeah. And um, so it's like, what's better? Absolute, you know, isolation or complete submer- you know, submersion into hell? Because that's, you know, that, you know, because that's the kind of the, the two sides of the coin for him right now. It's either this or that. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited for you guys to get to read the second book because we yeah. we pick up and this is an inter- issue where we get to answer we get to answer some questions we get to move some story along but then we also get to introduce you to a can I, can I cuss I already said the F word <laughs> once already uh, so uh, okay you we're gonna introduce you to a shit ton of new characters you right. know thank you Sam I appreciate that <laughs> I remember I remember we were on the show the first time I think and like hey or the second time and Casey. Just starts going, yeah, George, you weren't here. It was just me, Sam, and Casey. And Casey just drops an F-bomb hard, and all of a sudden, three, two, one, M-A, right in the corner. You know what I mean? Um, Seth's quick with it. He's quick with that. He's good like that, man. Yeah, man. Uh, um, so anyway, um, uh, what the hell was I saying? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, we get to drop some story. We get to, we get to move some things along. Uh, but we're going to introduce you to a shit ton of new characters. You know, the, the mysterious man in black that we saw, he, he did have a name in the first issue. was only dropped once, but his name was Grisha. And Grisha is going to be, we're going to learn more about Grisha and the other people in the organization that he's a part of that is going to, you know, that has interest in this Bigfoot, you know, that's martial arts fighting cryptid. So yeah. we're going to learn about them. And then other cryptids that are going to be involved in it. There's a, there's a, uh, not a Cthulhu, we already did that. Uh, there's a uh, chupacabra with a shotgun that I'm a huge fan of. He's rad. He's rad as hell. And then um, there's a, a kaiju thermonucleodon uh, that is wow. uh, it's this giant kaiju with missiles growing out of his body, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and a bunch more. You know, he's gonna make he's gonna make a friend. He's gonna make a ton of enemies. He's some people know him and like him. Some people know him and want to take his throat out. And our guy doesn't really know what the hell is going on. So he's he's seen some things and he's done some stuff and I don't think he quite understands everything that's that's happened to him previously. So it's going to be an interesting uh an interesting uh second issue, that's for sure. So yeah. I'm stoked. Yeah, there's a campaign in the Go Gosh, you know, we Sasquatch. I feel like there needs to be a team up. Yeah, I don't think that's <laughs> happening. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's happening. Dude, when, when you talk about the, your creative process, I, you listen, you're, you're a very creative guy. We, we, in the, if you guys listen to the past shows, you know, Latex Avenger, you know, and all that other stuff, 
when creating your stories, where does it start? Does it start with a word? Does it start with a character? Does it start with a plot? Like, how? Where does it start? Where does you create? It starts with the title. It starts with the title. For me, it's a it's a title. It's a character. And this one, it literally was a title because, like, back in like twenty. 13, 15, somewhere around there, I had a note just pinned to my wall that just said Bigfoot knows karate. That's and that's how this whole thing started. And it started off as a comedy. Uh, you know, it was a, there was a late, there was a comic called, uh, or the comic that I did previously, Latex Avenger, but we just did the Halloween man special with. Uh, Latex Avenger, it was this, you know, superhero satire world where, you know, he had a sidekick spermicidal foam lad and together they repelled crime 99.9% .9 of the time. Uh, the it, Bigfoot Knows Karate was going to live in that world at first. It was going to be the trite, stereotypical martial arts, you know, Saturday morning, three in the afternoon movie that you saw and, you know, mm -hmm. you know, he gets hurt and then there's, you know, the master finds and trains him up, heals him up, trains him up, you know, goes into battle, the master dies, revenge, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> It was going to be one of those, but then it was going to land in uh, in Plano, Texas. Actually, he was going to go on this cane-like journey and then get stuck in Plano, Texas, which is a suburb of Dallas, and uh, work at a hot dog and a stick or a Auntie Annie's uh, pretzel place. I'm not kidding around. This was That's real. This was crazy. how it was going to happen, and there was going to be it was going to be completely over the over the top hilarious. Kind of. It really wasn't that funny, and I shelved it. <laughs> okay, uh, and I shelved it and I put it away. Like 2017. I start drawing the character, and but I'm drawing him more, you know, in in this style, you know, in the in the style that you're seeing it in in the comic book, and right. that's not a funny that's not a funny art style. That, I mean, there's, you know, it's it, it, to me, I started thinking about Bigfoot and this lonely character, this depressed character. I mean, at one in one iteration of the story, he actually committed suicide, mm. okay, uh, and jumped off a cliff, but did but. Didn't, but was brought back through a bigger means, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so there was a lot of a lot of different. It went from this ridiculous comedy to this very sad, you know, tragedy, to where it's at now. Because, um, and where it's at now, I, I'm God bless you, Casey Allen, and you know, and and everybody else who's been a part of this book and has helped me do this because. Like we've, I feel like we've really created something a little different, you know, and I'm really excited about it. Uh, the fact that, you know, here we are, you know, with issue two, you know, we put out the first book, you know, and made that happen. I don't know. I know I'm going to going off the rails right now, but Not you ever have those time. moments, you ever have yeah. those moments when you, uh, when you, uh, when it kind of all hits you what's happening and you're just like, you're just damn grateful. Well, this is one of those moments. No, you know I, what I mean? I hear you. Latest Avengers epic. No, I, and uh, listen, big you, shout out to Casey. Um, you know, to Casey who, who helped you. Cause Amazing. sometimes, sometimes you don't see it, right? Like, you know what you want to do. And he came in, I know he came in as an editor at first. Yeah. And then he, 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 you know, he became the co-writer of the book and, and you guys have a nice cohesive, you know, way of working together, which, oh, of, dude. which has made you guys, you know, finish up. I know it's a five issue uh, story arc, right? Yeah. And, and well, five issues. Good. And then we're doing a side, we're doing a side book between two and three. So uh, we're going to be doing that too with Adam Caswell on art. Uh, you know, yeah, but Casey, he's like, a, he's like Ray Stamps. He's the heart of the Ghostbusters. That's how I feel about, uh, that's yeah, how I yeah. feel about uh, Casey when it comes yeah. to this book. Because mm -hmm. like Casey has nothing but ever, anybody's, uh, you know, the best of the book at heart, you know, you know, like he'll keep me from like flipping out on somebody on Twitter or something like that. He's like, don't do it. You know, you be, be the good guy. You know, <laughs> he's, he's the more moral compass and yeah. I appreciate him so freaking much too. No, you have yeah. no idea. 
before we go any further, I want to play your trailer. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, let's do it. So let's play this trailer this right is now. The new one, yeah. Thanks so much. Uh, yeah, hey, Michael, it launches on October 12th, uh, next Wednesday, for sure. And then I got to say something to Lou real quick. Yeah, Lou, if you do a Bigfoot nose karate painting, I will freak <laughs> out, man, with excitement <laughs> and joy. You don't understand. She's incredible. She did a latex Avenger piece years ago that was just yeah. completely hilarious and amazing. And she did a cover for Halloween Man uh, on a book that I worked on for Drew years ago that amazing she's just a great great artist so yeah great yeah. artist and perm is in the room what's up big perm how you doing buddy Arthur up, Moore. So, you know uh you you mentioned the style you have a very unique style oh, with regards to the palettes you choose the line work you choose um it's mm -hmm. it's it's almost abstract and it's in a, in a way um talk about the thought process where sure. you know and how you landed on that because i think that's what makes it so appealing is that style that you've chosen to use thank you for that first of all um the um so i went to college at uh, sam houston state university uh huntsville texas and i had the uh honor to work under a teacher by uh, an artist named james Searles. Uh, uh, Searles has done stuff, you know, he's hung in the Guggenheim. I mean, he's world famous. He's an amazing, amazing artist. Mm -hmm. And he saw, um, he was doing an, in, I was doing an independent story. That's awesome. I was doing an independent study in illustration, uh, for, uh, for him at one point. And he was, uh, working on, and I was doing a different illustration class in Aquamedia at the same time. And he was, uh, he said to me, Hey, let me see your portfolio. Let me see what else you're working on. I said, okay. So I, you know, took out my big portfolio and I was doing, you know, doing the gesture drawings for a, uh, this piece. It was like a jet, it was actually a court gesture, uh, with like a snake wrapped around it or something weird. Um, and, uh, he said to me, he has, this has got so much energy and so much excitement to it. Like, I'm really excited to see how it comes out. So cool. Next week he goes, right. Pull out your portfolio. Let me see it again. You know, let me see where you are with that. And I pulled it out and he goes, this is shit. This is, this is, he's like, this is so stiff and it's so wooden because I inked it and put the, you know, everything down and it was just like, you know, or whatever, the, <laughs> you know, I don't know, but yeah, anyway, so it was just stiff. And so he, I wouldn't say tore me up, you know, tore me a new one or anything like that, but he gave me the honest, he gave me an honest opinion yeah. from, and this isn't somebody that I, you know, won't listen to. This is somebody who I, you know, he gets my respect for sure. Mm -hmm. So when I was, and I always felt that way about my ink work in comics, it was always just too stiff. And I felt like I could never get the, the, the kinetic energy and the looseness of a gesture drawing in a comic book, because it's got to be so crisp and clean and tight. And when I did a thing for Halloween man a while back, it was a, it was a, a horror piece. And I, I, I decided to do more of this look and just a lot more brushy and grungy. 
and it, it worked well. And so I just took it a little bit further in Bigfoot Knows Karate. I wanted that kinetic energy. I wanted that that movement, that fluidity, that that uh, you know, that brushiness, the grunchiness. I wanted it to feel organic. Okay, I mean that's like the biggest thing. I wanted it to have the vibe mm-hmm. of a martial arts film in its way too. I wanted there to be so it is it is different, odd, whatever you want to call it, in comparison to the, you know the realism trend and stuff like that in comics today. But um, you know, I wanted you know, like I'm not your guy for that. If you, you there's a million people who can do that yeah. stuff and they're really yes. good at it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I wanted to do something that was just different. You know, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. And anything from project to project for me, I want it to be different from the last thing I did. And, you know, through, so I threw, you know, conventional comic artwork out the window and kind of did something a little bit more like this. I get a lot of people say that it reminds them of Samurai Jack. So I'll take that as a compliment, you know, uh, but the, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm stoked. I'm just I mean, the lighting, like the color choice is just, I mean. No, really- and, and that's what I was going to say. Like when you look at, and, and for those watching, make sure you pick up that first issue. Obviously, when I'm sure you're gonna have a catch up or a catch all. Yes, I will. Uh, tier. But what I what I enjoyed about that book is that you can really get lost when you don't have your traditional panel one, panel two, panel three, mm-hmm. and you've been able to create this world in these almost abstract pages. But you're not lost. You know what I mean? There's a lot of there's a lot of um there's a lot of that. Where you see the monster or, or a Bigfoot, right? But you know, you also see things behind them, and the way mm-hmm. you use that, like, it's really well done, dude. Like, I really enjoyed. I ne- I was not, I never felt like I was lost looking at what am I looking at now. It, there's there's a fluidity to it, you know. Ah, Bigfoot T-shirts. Go to tpublic.com/user/danomite139, or, <laughs> or if you go to my website bigfootnosekarate.com, you can go to my t-shirt shop right from there. So yes, yeah. there are bigfoot nose karate shirts. I'm not wearing one tonight, but yes, we <laughs> so, have them. We have so them. So when you guys when you guys did pages like that, for example, you you sit down with Casey. How is yeah. that written in the script? Is that something that you just like, all right, I'm, I'm going to just go off the top of my head here and I'm going to just, I, I see something, I'm going to put it on the page? Or yeah. is that actually scripted out? Like, So it, the, the layout is, uh, so Casey gives me breakdowns in terms of, you know, this is what's happening in this room and this is what, you know, and, you know, this is how these characters are interacting with each other. In terms of the, the panel breakdowns and like or how I actually lay out the page, I do that myself, but I really try and look at, so... Um, I, I believe in anchor panels on, on pages. Okay. And that's something that you'd see in like early nineties, you know, image comics, that kind of thing where you'd have that one big panel and then the other panels around it. Okay. And, and I like those. Okay. Now I think there's a way to do those and not have to do like, you know, uh, you know, Marvel pinup, you know, where they're always in poses every five minutes. I think there's a way to do that. And so what I tried to do that, I mean, I love that type of stuff. Don't get me wrong, but I think there's a way to do that and make it still have that, you know, move across the page really easy. I, I, if I was trying to resell my pages, I'd definitely be doing that, but I work digital, so I don't do that uh, for that reason. But I think it just helps kind of pull the page together. I want the page to feel like one big piece, but I want it to easily flow. And I think having like, you know, the brushy panel, uh, the panel layout, uh, panel banner, uh, borders and that sort of thing, just instead of doing traditional gutters, stuff like that, I think it just works. It just helps. Also, I don't put nine panels to a page. That's yeah. something we have like an agreement, Casey and I. Like, please don't make me draw more than six, seven panels in a page. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I, I don't like drawing small. I like to, and I can draw small. I work in vector illustration on an illustrator. So I can blow it up 60, 64,000%, you know, bigger and make it all tiny. And then when you zoom out, it's just a blur, you know, it's just a blob <laughs> because all that right. detail got lost anyway. Yeah. So I'm happiest at five panels at a page maximum. Uh, if sometimes Casey makes me do six or seven, that's fine. But, yeah. um, but had drawing big and I mean, cause we can add more pages to it. This sure. is my attitude. We can just sure. make it, you know, so as long as the beats work properly and Casey's really good about, you know, uh, putting the beats down per page and making that, you know, making the page turns work nicely and that sort of thing. We've worked out a nice, a nice marriage, so to speak, in terms of uh, how we're writing together. And I think that's the beauty of, of doing an independent book is that, like you said, there is no page count. Like you can make it as long as you want. You know what I mean? And I think that that's the best part of uh, of working the way we work, uh, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, um, you know, I mean, when you find somebody, you know, like I, I've worked with people creatively in the past. I've done, um, hey, look at that, 111. Uh, <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, when I've worked with, uh, you know, people in the past. I worked with a cat named Bonadami uh, who was uh, – he was my artist. I, I was writing uh, the books at the time and he was doing the artwork and we, we ended up co-creating a book called Masters of the Obvious together. Available, I'm having reprints of that, available at Baltimore Comic Con, by the way. Um, and uh, we're doing, and we did another thing for the Stan Lee Foundation together. And we worked on, you know, we worked on, you know, several prize, several books. And, um, and that was a lot of fun. And I thought that when I came back to comics that I would be doing this alone. I did never thought that I would be working with somebody else. And then when Casey and I met and we worked on a couple of things for, we worked on one thing for the comic jam, we just connected, we just hit it off. And, uh, it was there, it was clearly, I mean, he was such an intelligent writer, mm -hmm. um, and sees things from so many different angles. He was the only person I could call to do this project. I mean, it was the only person that made sense. Yeah. No, no, no. Awesome, brother. Awesome. I, I do have one final question for you. Yeah, man, bring it. Else, but, Tell me, tell me a little bit about the side stories that you guys are, are working on. Because I know after issue two, there's going to be a side story. So where yeah. are you side stories? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I, as I mentioned previously, you know, he's been around a minute, this Bigfoot character. You know, <laughs> I mean, these these characters, you know, like Grisha, the, the mysterious guy at the end of the first issue, he mentions uh, Bigfoot by name. And there's a lot of past going on in this dude's future, so to speak. You know, not really. And I just made him sound like fucking cable. Uh, but anyway, uh, but there is, I was trying to be smooth. That did not work out the way I wanted it to. Um, no, but it, it was great. You know, it, it's cool because he's, we're going to get, uh, we're going to get to see, uh, Casey's going to be able to, is running the ship more on the side story. And, you know, I mean, he came up with the plot and he's, you know, doing a lot, you know, you know, what we worked on it, you know, he came up with the plot. Let's just do that. Okay. Yeah. And we're working yeah. the book together. It's, it's different working with two writers at the same time. Like, it's not easy to say, okay, well he did this and he did that. Right, right, in right. fact, it's funny because in the first issue, people thought that I wrote the dick joke and it was actually Casey, you know, I mean, like, because <laughs> we were writing, because uh, we were writing, you know, they thought one person thought I, that Casey wrote this deep introspective stuff. That was me. Mm -hmm. Casey wrote the, the the pecker joke. That wasn't me. You know, it was funny because <laughs> uh, people have you pegged. Right. Right. But um, it, but working together, the two of us, um, we're coming. Yeah, you know, he's really taking the reins on this story Got for it. sure. 
And then we're having Adam Caswell, who was the uh, cover artist on issue one on the variant cover, uh, the uh, the black and white with the Cthulhu up front and the Bigfoot eyes in the back. It actually won the master of the comic book country yes, contest for nice. Comics Wellspring. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Uh, Adam's back on issue two doing a wraparound cover this time. And then he's doing interiors on the side book. So while he'll be, you know, so, you know, we'll work on the script, you know, get that all finished out for him. And then he'll be able to run with that and have a good time on that book. And he and Casey will be like focusing on that while I'm working, you know, drawing the next issue of, of Bigfoot. So it's a uh, Bigfoot three. So yeah, it's, we're putting on a couple things in our plates, but it's going to be worthwhile, I think. No, absolutely. What, what, what is, what is the title of the side book? Do you have like a title for it? Is it just Bigfoot nose karate and then like, just like a tagline or something? It will be a, it will be a subtitle. I'm not to, at liberty to give it away yet, it. but okay. uh, yeah, but it will explore. Unacceptable. What? Unacceptable. <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> this is bullshit. Uh, the, uh, no, it, it is, uh, you know, the first issue uh, we was called Hunter Prey. The second issue is Born, Born Under a Bad Sign. And uh, the, each title has a reason behind them. And uh, so, you know, we'll, it'll be exciting when we get to announce it. Ooh, big reveal. Uh, yeah, so right. anyway, cool, yeah. cool, man. Looking forward to that, Dan. Thanks, man. Awesome stuff, brother. Awesome stuff. So, all right. So, I know you told us where to get the t-shirts. Tell yep. us where to find you. Tell us, you know, obviously it's going to be October twelfth on Kickstarter, and you yep. know, let us know when that. Uh, yes. You know, we'll share those links and things. But uh, go ahead. What Appreciate else you got? it. Yeah. So, seven p.m. Uh, Central Time. We will be going live on Kickstarter. Come to Instagram that night. We, we, myself, Casey Allen, and Christopher Michael from Crit, who was launching his book at the exact same time. We are having an Instagram live launch party. Uh, Crit, Bigfoot knows karate. Uh, so come hang out with us when we press the button live. It's going to be a great time. And um, you can find me at bigfootnosekarate.com. Uh, my social media links are uh, well at Dan at Danomite139. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. Uh, T Public, you can find Bigfoot Nose Karate merch over there. And if you want to read Bigfoot Nose Karate number one for free right now, go to globalcomics.com. That's comics with an X and search Bigfoot Nose Karate. So that's me in a nutshell. There you go. There you go. That's that awesome, kidding. brother. Yes. Not bad, right? That's okay. know, pretty solid to me. Pretty solid. All right. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to, to the launch. Can't wait. I'm sure you guys are going to kill it. I know. Hey, listen, I, I know rumor has it that if you guys double what you made from the first one, somebody's getting a, a Bigfoot nose karate tattoo live on Instagram or something like that. I heard that. That's I will do it. <laughs> if we, my wife said, you know, so we did 7,300 last time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which was incredible. I couldn't thank you everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, but she made the joke, uh, like if we hit 10 grand or was it 10 grand or double that I, I had to make get the Bigfoot nose karate tattoo. If we had 10 grand, I will, I will Instagram live that shit. I promise <laughs> you that I will totally do it. So I will, it will go, it'll go right there. So it'll go right on that spot right there. Cool. Looking forward to the new book. Perm. Thank you so much, sir. Awesome. I appreciate that. Yes. Great stuff happening. Thank you, Lou. Yes. Oh, so good uh, to hear from you, Lou. Thank uh, you, Dan, for being on the show. You're always welcome yes. back anytime. Guys, thank you so much. And I will see you guys on Thursday morning because I'll probably be watching the Morning Brew uh, show that y'all do because I like that on Thursday morning. So if y'all don't, this is my plug for you guys. If you, <laughs> any of y'all watching, if y'all don't watch the Thursday morning show, check it out. It comes on at 9 or 8 a.m. Central, 
So there it is. Hey, there he goes, guys. <laughs> so uh, I, I usually check it out on Thursdays. I dig we it. Appreciate so, you, brother. Thank we you guys you. so much for having me on, guys. Nah, you thank you, man, and good luck. But good luck. I'll be watching, and you, like I said, I'm gonna be pledging. So we're all set with that. Thank yeah. you, fellas. All right, thank you, man. Take care. Woo. Yes, that's Bigfoot No Karate, Dan Price. I mean, I mean, they got they got a winning formula, so they're gonna yeah. do extremely well. I'm I'm sure they'll double it. Um, oh man, yeah, I can't wait to yeah. see that tattoo being uh, being put on his arm uh, live. But big shout out to Dan. Thank you so much for coming on, and guys, thank you for everybody who was on the show on the chat. Um, everybody who supports Sam. If you guys haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the channel. Uh, give us a like, comment, do all that fun stuff. And um, no, thank you guys for being on. Thank you for guys for coming on with us. And like Dan said, we're going to be live uh, Thursday morning at 9 a.m. But we'll also be live tomorrow night. We're going to be talking right. to the promoter of Cowtown Comic Con. So join right. us tomorrow night, um, You know, Chris Hayes. Uh, so I met Chris Hayes at the, um, what was it, the Eternal, what was it? Uh, the, I forgot the name of the Comic Con. He came and introduced himself to me at one of the comic events in here in Texas. And then I met him again at the Denton Comic Art Expo. And uh, so he's going to be on the show. We're going to be talking about why Cowtown Comic Con is the place to be. Um, there's going to be a lot of uh, Lori Kakatera um, is going to be there. Um, Paul Gomez is going to be there. Bushi Boo. So um, a lot of creators are going to be at Cowtown. So I'm looking forward to that. That's in a couple of weeks. Next week, I will be at the the um, the Dallas Fan Festival, which is run by Fan Expo. So I'll be there for three days. So come check me out in Artist Alleys. I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then the week after, I'll be at Cowtown. So it's going to be... Um, Cool, man. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be. I can't wait till I start doing some conventions and let you guys know where I'm gonna be at. But <laughs> that's yeah, not till yeah. next year. That's not gonna be till next year. But no, thank you guys. I know Sam, Sam's gonna be on a show at 9 p.m. Nerds of the Round coming up at 9 p.m. Go check out their channel. Check out Sammy. That you guys could be talking about. I think Andor might be one of the topics. I think. Uh, I know they they love the Lord of the Rings book, uh, show that's out right now. Yeah, I'm still um, waiting for my link. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you'll probably get that in a few. But uh, but no, man. And if you yeah, haven't yeah. done so yet, please pledge to the campaign. There's an in my toilet. It's yes. number three. There's an in my toilet. I Duty finally gets into a house with a Chihuahua named Herman who thinks duties are talking jalapeno. And so the adventure begins there. If you haven't picked it up, go ahead and get yourself a copy. Thank you so much, Lou, um, uh, for you, joining. Man. And uh, and remember, there's also there's there's two books. There's there's the end of my toilet book number three, and there's also do these monsters on planet Cthulhu. So there's two books on this campaign, a whole lot of fun. Plus, if you have a child four years old or older, there's do these adventures. So there's something for all ages. It's fun, you know. Um, and uh, we got 16 days left as of actually, what time is it now? So as of eight o'clock, we'll have 15 days left. So we're at the halfway point. And uh, so let's get this bad boy funded and let's, uh, you know, and uh, get it on time for Christmas. If you want Christmas presents, this is being delivered in November to you. Great Christmas present to put under the tree for the, the little loved ones. Um, so, yeah. And uh, and thank you again for everybody who joined us. Thank you, Pops. He, he stopped in for a second. Um, you know, thanks, Lou, uh, Michael San Martino. Um, thanks, Arthur Moore and everybody who's been watching on Facebook silently or on Twitch. Um, thank you all for joining us tonight and supporting Dan Price and Bigfoot Knows Karate. Sign up. The link is in the chat. Yeah, He's got 112 people. 112 people can't be wrong. So go ahead and sign up and join the party. And uh, remember, it launches next week on the 12th um, and on Instagram. So you want to be there. With thank that you. said, I'm Sam, the crazy man. Vera? It was the dream of Medina.
Yeah. 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 Say my name, say my name. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is what you were thinking? Oh, Lord. Oh, he's describing. He said, I'm the idiot. You're listening to Catch the Craze. 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 You are listening to Catch the Craze. Catch the Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze.